Welcome, America. Fasten your seatbelts. This is the Jay Sheldon Show. Killing Tucker Carlson. What? Mm. Hard women and soft men. This is a weird one. And Joy Reid, speaking of weird women, is a complete freak. And she proves it once again, and we've got the receipts. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. <sighs> Tuesday, 27th day of February. We are live. It is 10 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast of the United States of America. And, oh my goodness, are we live? That's a good question. Oh, we are live. Okay, just check. <laughs> I had to check. <clears throat> yeah, we got all that and more coming up tonight. Jam-packed show, tons of stuff to talk about, stuff you won't even believe. And we got a kicker end story, too, plus our book, The Five Little Peppers. We will continue on with that. Right now, <clears throat> going to tell you about one of our great sponsors, my favorite sponsor, in fact, that is Blackout Coffee. Be awake, not woke. This company, folks, is probably one of the most awake companies you will ever find. They are an all-American, 100% American company. They work with local co-ops, American farmers, to grow only the best coffee beans. They harvest them at exactly the right time. They small batch roast, which means that's some giant conglomerate that roasts a billion bags at a time, and they stick them on a shelf where they sit for months until you buy them. When you place your order, only then, within 48 hours, they roast your beans and ship them off immediately. Two, three days to get to your doorstep, and you get a fresh, fresh, fresh roasted bag of coffee beans. And that is what makes all the difference in the world. We've had a ton of viewers comment, send us messages, emails. Uh, Karen in our live chat always has a good review about her favorite blackout coffee blend. And uh, you can pick yours. They've got a whole bunch of great blends over there at Blackout Coffee. All kinds of wonderful roasts. They've got uh, celebrity endorsements, including me. I'm not a celebrity. Brutal Awakening. Co-op Cold Brew. Morning Reaper, which I think is one of Karen's favorites. Pitch Black Espresso. These are just some of the great blends. Not expensive for a ba bag of beans. And when you order, you order just one bag. Give it a try. Why not? Give it a try. It's like 15-something. And then when you use our uh, uh, promo code, you get 20% off. That's like, what, 3 bucks or something like that off? J20. J-A-Y-20, my first name. J20 at checkout will get you 20% off your first order at Blackout Coffee. They also have a full line of premium teas, hot cocos, flavored coffees, you name it. They do uh, coffee pods, if you're into coffee pods, if that's how you make your coffee. This company cares about America, our values, our conservative values. That's one great reason to support them. They help to support the show and you in buying your amazing bag of blackout coffee beans will also, of course, be helping to support not only this show, but this American company, Blackout Coffee, we love these guys. They do a great job. And uh, thank you, Blackout Coffee, for being one of the sponsors of our shows. We really, really do appreciate it. So, did they try and kill Tucker Carlson? 
That is the question of the day. Some people say it's a hoax. Some people say it's the truth. Oh, before we get into it, got to welcome one of our newest followers, Sultan Corn Pop. Now, Corn Pop was a bad dude, but, but I'm thinking if you're a Corn Pop and you're a Sultan, you got to be an ultra bad dude. So bad dude, thank you for following the show. Appreciate it. Sultan Corn Pop, shout out, tip of the hat to you. Appreciate your, uh, your coming on board here. And if you're out there, be sure you pop into our live chat. You too can, by the way, just get a free Rumble account, sign up, download the app if you want, or go online. You can just rumble.com and then uh, follow the Jay Sheldon Show. Chat with us in our live chat. We love to hear from you. All right. Tucker Carlson assassination attempt in Russia. This is from American Military News. Mm. This is a weird story. A new report is claiming that a native Russian has been arrested for the... Actually, my first review of this story said he was Ukrainian. Been arrested for the attempted assassination of Tucker Carlson earlier this month when he went to Moscow to interview Vladimir Putin. They also claim that the Ukraine's main directorate of intelligence offered to pay him up to $4,000 for planting the bomb that would ultimately kill Tucker Carlson. $4,000? Are you kidding me? This guy, arguably, is one of the most popular newsmen, journalists, social media accounts on the planet. They were going to give this guy four grand. That's it. You got away cheap, pal. Monday afternoon in a post on X, uh, Simon Attaba, chief White House correspondent for today's News Africa, wrote, a man has just been arrested in Moscow, accused of being paid by Ukrainian intelligence to plant an explosive device on Tucker Carlson's vehicle and assassinate the prominent American journalist where he was to interview Putin. There is the actual tweet X post from Simon Attaba. Now, Here's a viewer note. You know, on X, they have these things called reader's notes where people can add to your story or correct something they find is wrong. The note that readers added says the source for this is the Intel Drop, a known pro-Kremlin disinformation website and publisher of fake news. And they provide some links to prove that apparently. The story is out there, whatever the source may be. The Gateway Pundit reported Monday, Russian media website released a video allegedly showing, oh, I'll never get this right, Vasilyev Pyotr Alexeyevich, 35-year-old Russian native, reading a prepared script describing an assassination plot against Carlson. In this video, he claimed he was recruited by the main directorate of intelligence of Ukraine's Ministry of Defense in November 
of 2023, trained in special communications and in the collection and detonation of explosive devices. He claimed he was given a mission January 31st to obtain an explosive device and place it under a vehicle at Moscow's Four Seasons Hotel parking garage. The vehicle allegedly was to be used to transport Tucker Carlson while he was in Moscow to interview Putin. The guy claims he got offered four grand for the completion of the mission. However, they, uh, the guy explained he was detained during the planning process and that he was sorry for his actions. Asked who the intended target was, the man said, American journalist Tucker Carlson. Now, the Gateway Pundit reports that this Russian news website has not yet been verified. But the story's out there. This video posted on social media just yesterday afternoon by Kinakoa the Great. The X account also shared photos allegedly of the Four Seasons parking lot in Russia and the explosive device which was obtained by Russian counter-terrorist forces. There's the actual video itself. Right, now there's a translation strip at the bottom of the screen. If you want to watch it, the link to this article is in our show notes. You can check it out. There is apparently the with a, some sort of cell phone attached and the parking garage. Apparently that is the explosive device that was recovered. Most interesting. True? Don't know. I find these community notes often are just community opposite opinions. But they say that this Intel drop source is a pro-Kremlin disinformation site and known for uh, kind of the being the Babylon Bee uh, fake news uh, site. But again, it's a community note. It can be written by nearly anybody. I don't often trust these things. You have to read them very carefully and check their sources because these community notes sometimes are helpful and sometimes they are extremely misleading or off the point. In some cases, I've seen them try and debunk something that was written when in fact what they wound up doing is actually supporting what the X post was all about. So. We'll see. It's uh, The story's out there. It's all over the news. I don't think you can turn on a website that you don't see it showing up. Marilyn R.P. from Torrington, Connecticut, my hometown. I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> that makes me feel so warm and gooey inside. Thank you, Marilyn. Love you to pieces. Great to have you along. Thanks so much. Not only that, Marilyn is such a P1 listener. Uh, that's a good thing, by the way. It's a business term. Uh, if from this business that we're in here. Um, it means a long-time viewer. And she reposts my tweets and my Facebook posts whenever I put them out about the show. Thank you very much for that. I really do appreciate it. If you would also like to do that, feel free. You want to follow me? All of my social media accounts are all there in the show notes. You'll see them. You scroll down. Twitter, yes, I'm on TikTok now. I got a burner phone, so I'm completely protected from all the CCP's spying eyes. 
uh, Instagram, YouTube, and no, not YouTube. I don't post there anymore. I still have an account, but I don't use it because they're just communist bastards. Uh, X, of course, you find me over there at the Jay Sheldon Show. And uh, give us a follow. Give us a PM. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. We love to hear from you. We really do. Means a lot. Changes the show sometimes. Absolutely. Your, look, this show's for you. Something you like, something you don't like, something you want to see more or less of, you let me know. We'll talk about it. Absolutely. All right. So that's the story on Tucker Carlson. I'll tell you what. The bottom line is, my opinion, it doesn't surprise me. It does not surprise me. Same reason Nikki Haley is still in the race. Because if, God forbid, God forbid anything happens in any manner to President Trump, she is primed to step right in there. People still hate her. People are still not going to vote for her. But she thinks that if something happens to Trump, she'll just be next in line. Not going to happen, Nikki. Time to step away. If the numbers don't convince you, I mean, I don't know what else there is. But she will not give it up. And she is, I'm sure, all she's doing is making bank on the idea that if Trump suddenly, for one reason or another, legal or, God forbid, otherwise, cannot run, she's right there and ready to go. Ain't going to happen. We don't like you. We will never like you. You are a Democrat. One of the main reasons we don't like you. However, if you are a woman... One of the things you do like might surprise you. Now, this is from the New York Post, so, you know, absolutely got to be believed. Women are loving men who embrace a baby girl vibe. Soft men is how sometimes we refer to them. And they are ditching toxic masculinity <laughs> you know this just is bullshit on its on its face so being a baby girl apparently is the highest compliment for men 26 year old 6 foot man is not what comes to mind for most Americans when they think of a baby girl but apparently it is for Gen Z. Jacob Ellerdy, 26, deemed so baby girl during his promotion as host of Saturday Night Live in January when musical guest Renee Rapp and cast member Bowen Yang made the decree. The Australian actor joined the ranks of other heartthrobs, including Pedro Pascal, Timothy Chalamet, and the White Lotus actor Leo Woodall being associated with the moniker Baby Girl, leading to some confusion and some crushes, apparently. There you go. A new definition of the term Baby Girl has been adopted, remaining as a term of endearment, but now expanded to include a particular type of swoon-worthy man. Is this the Swoon-worthy man you swoon over? Charming, sweet, a bit bashful, 
seemingly in touch with their feminine side and ready to talk about their feelings or carry a purse to brunch at any point. Sounds like every gay man I've ever known. <laughs> no, that's not true, but it's a funny joke. It is exactly apparently what women want. Traditionally, highlighting female qualities in men has been a put-down. But apparently that's not the case with baby girl. Oh, girlfriend, you're such a baby girl. For one, Gen Z is much more fluid when it comes to gender, sexuality, than older generations, like me. Encouraging rather than condemning, blurring the lines. Ah, there you go. Would that be a baby girl? Nice skirt. At least shave your legs. Apparently, it's not just about being emotional, either. Purses, Pascal's shorts, sequins, all have these men proudly parading their traditionally feminine touches. I am willing to bet if you interviewed most of the women in this country, that absolutely would not be the case. And I don't mean the women who are men pretending to be women. I mean the women. <laughs> well, the rotting bag of flesh has done it again. This man just cannot shut up and sit down and go away. And now guess what he's blasting Trump about? For being too old. <laughs> It just, you know, at this point, what is the point? This is from Axios. Biden hits at Trump over age concerns. He's about as old as I am. Yeah. Well, Biden, you idiot. First of all, people age differently. You want to talk about how people age differently? Biden is what, 81? Trump is 77? Chuck Norris is 84 years old. Three years older than you, gob. And he could kick the ass out of anybody and anybody still at 84. And he can put a coherent sentence together because he hasn't lost his mind like you have. He was on Late Night with Seth Meyers yesterday. Polls indicate voters are very concerned about the age of Biden. The president noted the closeness of their ages has nothing to do with anything you goofball. You got to look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, Biden said. But he can't remember his wife's name, Biden added. An apparent reference to claims that Trump mistakenly called Melania Mercedes at Saturday's CPAC Center. Some said he was referring to his former White House Director of Strategic Communications and CPAC host Mercedes Schlapp. Dismissed this as fake news.
Here's the best one. The best Bidenism. He says, it's about how old your ideas are. Adding, this is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on a whole range of issues that are 50 to 60 years. They've been solid American positions. You have lost your mind. I'm surprised there was enough B-12 shots available to keep this guy going for an appearance on the Seth Meyers show. Myers asked Biden about the theory circulating among some conservatives about a covert government effort for Taylor Swift to help him. Said, can you confirm or deny there's an active conspiracy between you and Ms. Swift? And Biden says, where are you getting this information? It's classified. Swift, uh, noting Swift endorsed him for president in 2020. Hmm. The rest is in the article if you want to read it. It's just absolute bullcrap. It's just more Biden garbage because the man has lost his mind. And speaking of losing your mind, guess who else is on that list? That, my friends, is what you call the perfect segue because losing your mind is what this woman is all about. Joy Reid has lost her mind. She never had a very big one to begin with. I doubt she breaks a double digits IQ by very much. <laughs> the headline here from Daily Caller says, a little creepy. A little Joy Reid links a desire to have kids to slavery. Your desire to get married and have kids, Joy Reid equates to slavery, a white supremacist conspiracy. MSNBC host attacked Republican Tommy Tuberville from Alabama on social media Monday after the former Auburn coach defended a ruling on in vitro fertilization. Tuberville praised the Alabama Supreme Court's February 16th ruling while attending the conservative political action conference last week, saying we need to have more kids. Ain't that the truth? U.S. has a population north of 327 million, says Joy Reid, in a video posted by the TikTok Chinese-owned media app. And then she asks, why do we need more kids? Well, one of the first ideas is the fact that the illegal immigrants crossing the border are outpacing U.S. birth rates for the next two years. That would be a good reason. I'm, I, there's no way I can put up with playing any more than a few minutes of this, but just so you get some example of what this complete goofball idiot moron had to say. Please don't. Uh. The United States has a population of north of 327 million people. Why do we need 
more kids? I mean, your party, Senator Tuberville, is the one screaming that 10 million immigrants, which I don't even know that that number even makes any sense because it doesn't, um, have streamed into the country since Joe Biden has been president. And you're claiming that that's too many people, that if more people come into the southern border, this is some sort of crisis because we, we've got too many people and we've got no more space and we can't afford more people. But now you're saying we need more kids. Can you explain? No, there's no way anybody with half a brain could possibly explain to somebody as stupid as you. Having kids does not equate to people crossing the border being given $10,000 credit cards, free passage, free airfare, free bus tickets, free accommodations, free food, free shelter, free medical care. A newborn baby doesn't get any of that stuff, rarely gets any of that stuff from the government. Illegals get it on the first day. McGroin Hertz. Hey, good to have you in, McGroin. McGroin Hertz says, no doubt the DNC and Hillary was up to that assassination attempt on Tucker. I could not argue with you, McGroin Hertz. Absolutely. I could believe that in a New York minute. What scares me is if they are willing to go after somebody like Tucker, who else would they be willing to go after? And you know what I'm talking about. It scares the hell out of me. Hunter Biden joins us in the live chat. More like Trump, the Russian asset. Yeah, because that's been completely proven by so many different people that have proven there was, you know, Russian influence in the election and uh, Trump was a, a Russian puppet. Yeah, I mean, all of those people had, uh, you know, all that proof. Okay, here we go. More proof the government hates you and they want you dead. This story alone is one of the reasons you will never see this show ever again on YouTube. That's my choice, not theirs. But I would rather be able to speak the truth than to have to deal with the censorship bullshit that goes on over at YouTube. Why anybody is still on YouTube is beyond me. Aladdin, of course, everything the Democrats say, the opposite is the truth. You know, basically, whatever they say is what they're doing. Whatever they accuse you of is simply what they're doing. That's it. That's the easiest way to figure it out. You remember COVID, right? Lockdowns, useless masks. Can't say the word ivermectin. Well, here's an interesting story. You really need to read this one and share it out there on your social media accounts. It's from Breitbart. The top medicines the government tried to restrict and in a lot of cases successfully restricted during COVID and more importantly, how to have them on hand when you need them. Oh yeah. Remember when the government tried to deny our access to things like ivermectin, life-saving medications during the 2020 pandemic? Even most prepared Americans found themselves and their families lacking 
critical medication essential for protection. mRNA biotechnology developing. We were in face-to-face -face with a very uncertain future. And so now more than ever, we need to make sure because, you know, this disease X they keep talking about, it's going to happen and they're going to make it happen one way or the other. Trust me on this. You know it. You know it in your gut. These are not just remedies. These are lifelines. And however you can, without breaking the law, I have to say that for legal reasons, you need to make sure you've got these on hand. I've got two out of the four. Ivermectin, Nobel Prize winning medicine. It was demonized as horse paste. It is not. The FDA did everything in their power to make sure the very effective ivermectin was poo-pooed. Hydroxychloroquine, antiviral that's been used for over 50 years for the treatment of various diseases, suddenly Trump endorses it and they start smearing it. Hydroxychloroquine. Make sure you've got some on hand. Generic Z-Pack. This is critical. This I need to get myself stocked up on. It's an, one of the most commonly prescribed antibiotics in history. A promise in the treatment of a huge range of illnesses. Look, I'm not a doctor. I cannot recommend you take any of these things. And if you're going to get them, be sure that you get them legally. But they are important. They could save your life and your family's life. And bud, budsonide. I do not know what this is. I've never heard of it. But it's on this list. It was restricted because of supply chain shortages. Rumors swirling around, of course, about disease X. Ooh, the boogeyman. Yeah, this boogeyman is one they are going to release upon us. I promise you. Biden possibly signing pandemic treaties with the World Health Organization, which will give them total control, and you will have absolutely no rights. Constitution? What's that? Never heard of it. The WHO will dissolve the Constitution if we sign this treaty. More exotic diseases pouring through our southern border. More biolabs testing God knows what out there. Dr. Peter McCullough, who was banned from sites, who has been smeared left, right, and center, never stopped speaking out, nor should he have, thank God, for people like Dr. McCullough, Dr. Drew, Dr. Harvey Reich, steadfast in their fight against these injustices. Came together with the wellness company, developed an actual kit. This is not an ad, but it is available if you want to check it out. It's from the wellness company. But there you go. There's the list of the four items you are, it's kind of a must-have. 
Consult your doctor before you take any medications. Very important. But that link is just that important, and you will find it in our show notes. I hope you will follow up on it. It's important, folks. It is critical. Kikubad, are you a new follower to the show? Hey, welcome in, Kikubad. Good to have you along for the ride. Hat tip to you. A girly man. Wait a minute. You just said a girly man. Does that mean that you are a girly man or you prefer a girly man or you just wanted to yell a girly man? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Thank you. Be sure you hit the follow button and the thumbs up and we appreciate being here. Thanks for being part of the show. Really touches my heart every time we get one of these people who pop by and say hi and, and yell a girly man. <laughs> Why not? Al Sharpton, that used to be fat bastard. He had a lot of power in New York during his day. He had a lot of power in a lot of places. If he showed up in front of your business, you were in serious trouble. Now, first of all, Al, how's your taxes lately, by the way? Al Sharpton has gotten his comeuppance and good for you. After telling black Trump supporters they have no shame. Look at this idiot. This guy used to weigh a thousand pounds. Whatever. Congratulations on losing all that weight. Now, if you just lose your left-leaning liberal ideologies, everything would be fine. The Democrats have lost the black vote. They are quickly losing the Latino vote. Asians, 50-50. But they're swinging our way too. If you've lost even 15-20% of the black vote, that is generational change. And of course, the Democrats, scared to hell, going to do everything they can to fight back. So, According to Al Sharpton, shame on you. This man has incited more deadly race riots, anti-Semitism, racially tinged rape hoaxes on Americans than just about anybody on the planet. He's been welcomed by the Democratic Party machine with open arms, two-time Senate candidate, one-time mayoral candidate, one-time presidential candidate. And now Sharpton, who has a history of saying something insanely stupid, said that if, uh, if you are black and a supporter of Trump, you have no shame. I would say on the have no shame scale, Al, black supporters of Trump aren't on the list. You, on the other hand, having no shame? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way up the list. Hey, you like Ben Shapiro? I could take him or leave him. I don't watch his show very often. I just don't like his format. His voice annoys the hell out of me. It's just petty stuff. But Ben Shapiro posted a thread 
that you should pay some attention to. You know this whole DEI or DIE die, which is more appropriate? DEI in medicine is putting your life in danger. Even if doctors injure patients, they still might be protected because of DEI. This article from the Daily Wire by Zach Jewell. Ben Shapiro posted a thread on X Monday revealing his troubling findings how diversity, equity, and inclusion are being implemented by doctors potentially putting patients at risk. DEI in medicine means that even if doctors injure patients, they might still be protected, even promoted, if it means that top hospitals are abandoning all the key performance index, key metrics, when they hire surgeons. How well of a surgeon, how good of a surgeon, how educated or experienced of a surgeon you are does not matter. What matters is that you help them to meet their DEI needs. So when you're in that operating room and that doctor approaches you with a scalpel about to cut your chest open, would you rather have somebody who has cut 50 chests open successfully, all their patients survived, all their operations went well, or some DEI hire who has maybe no experience? and was hired because they're a woman, black, a race, a minority. You name it. They've got their pronouns and a badge on their chest. That's why they got hired. Not because they are a skilled surgeon. And that's the person who is about to cut open your chest? How does that make you feel? Hmm? You better check. You better find out. Literally literally is a matter of life and death. There's a link to the article, and in there you will find Ben Shapiro's thread on, uh, on X. It's worth the read. Like I said, whether you're a fan of Shapiro or not, you can't deny the data he's got there. <clears throat> Scare the pants off of you. All right. One more quick one before we get on to our book. We always end with something cute or funny or awe-inspiring or just amazing. This is a little bit of both. It is one of those awe video. I called it making friends because that's exactly what this is. You see that little macaque monkey and this parrot? Looks like a macaw. Fast friends. Watch this. He's trying to share his food with the parrot. Parrot's not understanding. Try some. <laughs> Give me some more. Aww. They're holding hands. Look at this. Rub it up against him. 
kingdom kindness what it's all about wow okay five little peppers is what we're reading we have read all kinds of great classic children's book the wizard of oz winnie the pooh peter pan jungle book white fang treasure island right now we're doing the five little peppers and how they grew first published way back way back what year was it? 1881, about the time Treasure Island came out. Written by Margaret Sidney. It's a whole series of different five little pepper books. Chances are you, like me, were read this as a kid, or read two as a kid. And uh, <clears throat> so we're doing that. We're digging our way through it slowly. Right now the measles has taken over the pepper household, and it's a mess. So let's keep going on with our story. If t'was anything... But my eyes, Mammy, I could stand it. She bewailed, flouncing over and over in her impatience. But who'll do all the work now? Don't think of work, Polly, said Mrs. Pepper. I can't do anything but think, said Polly. And just at that moment, a queer noise out in the kitchen was heard. Don't go out, Mother, and see what it is, said Polly. I've come said a cracked voice close by the bedroom door, followed by a big black cap, which could belong to no other than Grandma Bascom. To set you a spell, what's the matter? She asked and stopped, amazed to see Polly in bed. Oh, Polly's taken, screamed Mrs. Pepper in her ear. Taken, repeated the old lady. What is it, a fit? No, said Mrs. Pepper, same as Ben's got, and Phronsie, the measles. Oh, the measles has she, said Grandma. Well, that's bad. Ben's away, you say. Uh, no, he isn't either, screamed Mrs. Pepper. He's got them too. Got to what, asked Grandma. Measles. He's got the measles too, repeated Mrs. Pepper, loud as she could. So loud, the old lady's cap trembled at the noise. Oh, the dreadful, said Grandma, and this girl too, laying her hand on Phronsie's head. Yes, said Mrs. Pepper, feeling a little relieved to tell over her miseries. All three of them. I haven't, said Joel, coming in hopes that Grandma had a stray peppermint or two in her, po in her pocket, as she sometimes did. And I'm not going to either. Oh, dear, groaned his mother. That's what Polly said, and she got them bad. It's in her eyes, she screamed to Grandma, who looked inquiringly. Her eyes, is it? asked Mrs. Bascom. Well, I got a receipt that Cousin Samantha's folks had when John's children had them. I'll run right along home and get it. She started to go. Uh, no, no, you needn't, screamed Mrs. Pepper. Thank you, Mrs. Bascom, but Dr. Fisher's been here, and he's put something on Polly's eyes, and he said it mustn't be touched. 
Hey, said the old lady. So Mrs. Pepper had to go all over it again, till at last she made her understand that Polly's eyes were taken care of, and they must wait for time to do the rest. You come along of me, whispered Grandma when her last call was done, to Joel, who stood by the door. I've got some peppermints to home. I forgot to bring them. Yes'm, said Joel, brightening up. Where are you going, Joel? asked Mrs. Pepper, seeing him move off with Mrs. Bascom. I may want you. Oh, uh, I've got to go to Grandma's, said Joel briskly. She wants me. Well, don't be gone long then, replied his mother. There, said Grandma, going into her keeping room to an old-fashioned chest of drawers. Opening one, she took therefrom a paper, from which she took out before Joe's delightful eyes some red and white peppermint drops. There now, you take these home, you may have some. But be sure you give the most to the sick ones, and Polly, let Polly have the biggest. She won't take them, said Joel, wishing he had the measles. Well, you try her, said Grandma. Run along now, but it was useless to tell Joel that, for he was halfway home already. Carried out Grandma's wishes, distributed conscientiously the precious drops, but when he came to Polly, she didn't answer. And looking at her in surprise, he saw two big tears rolling out under the bandages and wetting the pillow. I don't want them, Joe, said Polly, when he made her understand that twas peppermint, real peppermints. You may have them. Try one, Polly. They're real good, said Joel, who had an undefined wish to comfort. There, open your mouth. So Polly opened her mouth, and Joel put one in with satisfaction. Isn't it good, he asked, watching her crunch it. Yes, said Polly, real good. Where'd you get them? Over to Grandma Bascom's, said Joel. She gave me lots for all of us. Have another one, Polly. No, said Polly, not yet. You put two on my pillow when I can reach him, and then you keep the rest, Joel. I'll put three, Joel said, counting one red and two white ones, and laying them on the pillow. There. And I want another, Joey. I do, said Phronsie from the other side of the bed. Well, you may have one, said Joel, a red one. Phronsie, yes, you may have two. Now, come on, Dave. We'll have the rest out by the woodpile. However they got through that day, I don't know. But late in the afternoon, carriage wheels were heard, and then they stopped right at the Pepper's little brown gate. Polly, said Mrs. Pepper, running to the bedroom door, it's Mrs. Henderson. Is it, said Polly from the darkened room. Oh, I'm so glad. Is Miss Jerushi with her? She asked fearfully. No, said Mrs. Pepper, going back to a certain. Why, it's the Parsons himself? Deary, how we look. Oh, never mind, Mammy, called back Polly, longing to spring out of bed and fix up a bit. I'm sorry to hear the children are sick, said Mrs. Henderson, coming in with her gentle, sweet way. We didn't know it, said the minister, until this morning. C can we see them? Oh, yes, sir, said Mrs. Pepper. Ben's upstairs. Polly and Phronsie are in here. Poor little thing, said Mrs. Henderson compassionately. Hadn't you better, turning to the minister, go up and see Ben first while I 
visit with the little girls. So the minister mounted the crooked stairs. Mrs. Henderson went straight to Polly's side, and the first thing Polly knew, a cool, gentle hand was laid on her hot head, and a voice said, I've come to see my little chicken now. Oh, man, said Polly, bursting into a sob. I don't care about my eyes, only Mammy. And she broke right down. I know, said the minister's wife soothingly. But it's for you to bear patiently, Polly. What do you suppose the chicks were doing when I came away? And Mrs. Henderson, while she held Polly's hand, smiled and nodded encouragingly to Phronsie, who was staring at her from the other side of the bed. Oh, I don't know, ma'am, said Polly. Please tell us. Well, they were fighting over a grasshopper. Yep, ten of them. Which one got it? asked Polly in an intense interest. Oh, I do hope the white one did. Well, he looked as much like winning as any of them, said the lady, laughing. Bless her, thought Mrs. Pepper to herself out in the kitchen, finishing the sack Polly had left. She's a parson's wife, I'll say. Then the minister came down from Ben's room, went into the bedroom, and Mrs. Henderson went upstairs into the loft. And so he said kindly, after patting Phronsie's head, he came over and sat down near Polly. This is the little girl who came to see me when I was sick. Oh, sir, said Polly, I I'm so glad you wasn't. Well, when I come again, said Mrs. Mr. Henderson, rising after a merry chat, I see I shall have to slip a book into my pocket and read for those poor eyes. Oh, thank you, cried Polly, and then she stopped and blushed. Well, what is it? asked the minister encouragingly. Ben loves to hear reading, said Polly. <coughs> Does he? Well, by that time, my little girl, I guess Ben will be downstairs. He's all right. Polly, don't you worry about him, and I'll sit in the kitchen by the bedroom door. You can hear nicely. And so the Hendersons went away, but somehow before they went, a many good things found their way out of the old-fashioned chaise into the Pepper's little kitchen. But Polly's eyes didn't get any better. With all the care, all the lines of worry on Mrs. Pepper's face grew deeper and deeper. And we'll knock it off there <coughs> for today, and we will continue on tomorrow's show with the five little peppers and how they grew. I hope Polly's eyes are going to be okay. <laughs> Thanks to all our new followers tonight. We really appreciate you guys being here. McGroin Hertz, Marilyn, Hunter Biden, Aladdin, Kikubad. <laughs> oh, you crazy people. We love you. All right, folks. Thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, and I will see you all again tomorrow. You just heard the Jay Sheldon Show. Join us Monday through Friday here on Rumble. Thanks for watching. Snort. <laughs>